0: This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts,
1: Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down.
2: Hashtag no judges.
0: This week on The Great Equalizer, bring on 2019.
1: Sam is so ready for some fresh stuff, Charlene's hitting the reset button. And we interview Annette Brokenshaw, MD of the Johannesburg Children's Home. Also, we chat New Year's resolutions. Hello! Hello. How are you doing?
0: I'm okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that time of the year.
0: We just redid our interest 600 times
1: because my brain is fried. Same yeah, same yeah. I, I don't actually feel so bad about two weeks ago when we had to do a, a retake about six times on one one recording.
0: So just to fill our audience in, listeners, uh, we're recording this early year in December. But uh, when it comes out, you guys and hopefully us too, will have a G and T in hand before twelve in the morning. In the afternoon, and we'll be maxing the relax as much as we can with little
1: kids from I your lips to God's ears. Sam,
0: we're hoping, we're hoping. <laughs> so, we're trying to keep it positive. This is coming out like just ahead of New Year's, um, and we'll hopefully be feeling tons less crazy by then.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: with that in mind, are you kicking ass
1: or are you getting your ass kicked? I'm kicking ass I'm going to take the positive route with this one Mm -hmm. Um, as much as I'm just tired and wanting to reset I think I have my ducks in a row as much as I can and I'm just looking forward to wrapping up the hair tying up some loose ends and taking a break to reset my mind.
0: There is something just so poetic about the end of the year. I love that we have our big summer holidays here and like the Northern Hemisphere. I love that it's a bit of a restart. Mm. Um, and I it's, I mean, what is it really? We're just getting three weeks that we're looking after our kids. and Probably um, going to be
1: more exhausted after yeah, that. <laughs> managing
0: the heat, managing Christmas and family and uh, shopping and then we go here and then we go there. I mean, uh, unless you... Have physically booked and paid for someone to wine and dine you. At a resort somewhere
1: you're not really taking time off now, are you you're
0: still working but we, I still have hope and I feel positive about some kind of a switch that's going to happen between the 31st of December and the first of January.
1: And to be honest, it's literally from now until then it's a couple of days it is yeah. it's so brief before you know it, you're in the new year <laughs> and but then again, if you think about it, twelve months have just friggin' flown by. I have a one year old yeah. I have a one year old. Yesterday, I was still battling to breastfeed her, and now I have a one year old. Oh, that's crazy. So you blink your eyes and it's over. But I think what instills that sense of positiveness is probably the fact that you will be occupying your time or yourself or your mind with activities that aren't the norm. So what, True. what you're you, breaking from routine. What you'll be doing in the next couple of weeks or couple of days is not the thing that you get to do every weekend or every day. It really only happens this time of year. And I think as much as you're still really busy, probably more busy than you would be doing working months, yeah. you are busying yourself with leisure, leisurely things. Yeah, so can,
0: to say, because you... I, Elijah, okay, we're recording this a bit earlier. Elijah's still not off of school. Most of the schools have started their school holidays. It's a few days, and um, this week he closes. And there's nothing I can do. There's no work I can take on. Uh, with him around. No, so you can't. So it's forced. You're
1: just, always re- you're just always distracted when they are... Not distracted. You're, you're distracted from your work because they are your first priority. Well, yeah.
0: So it's a little bit of a godsend that I've had to be like, oh, sorry, I'm closed until, um, I don't know, I've made it like later on in January because he's starting the new school. So mm. I'm, t- I'm taking that. I'm easing into the new year for both uh, Elijah and myself. Ray will be away early January. A lot of changes for my little guy. I'm bearing that in mind. And so with that in mind, like as I'm sitting here now, I could break down in front of you Mm -hmm. and just burst into tears. I'm tired. I'm pushing my last big deadline today, actually. And I feel like I'm getting my ass kicked. But looking ahead to where I'm going to be closer to the new year, which is like but a couple of weeks away, I'm actually kicking ass. I've put some things into motion and... The job that I'm doing today was a new client I've signed. So let's look at it like glass half full, exactly, which is actually a, a good thing, Sam. You might want to cry. You might feel overdone. You might feel overworked,
1: but, um, you know, it's all good. It'll be okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think also, if I think about it now, I'm probably feeling like I'm kicking ass just because I... I'm a little bit in denial about what awaits in the new year. Oh, yeah, with Josh starting school. Josh is three and he'll be going to school for the first time. You had that very emotional moment when he was like five and a half, six months old. And the, I doubt that it'll be easier for you. Let's
0: be honest. It's not.
1: I'm terrified. I am terrified about it because I just have such anxiety about what if he asks for something and they don't understand what that, he means. Yeah.
0: And only you actually get it.
1: Like, and You're he, tuned in he, to that language. I'm being that mollycoddling mom, but I can't help it. Yeah. Like my kid does not eat. What if he, they, he gets given lunch at school and he just refuses to eat it and... He's going to have to learn that you can't have your way. But yeah. does that mean he's not going to get food? Not
0: the worst thing in the world, Charlene. He's going to learn resilience. And Everyone it sounds says terrible. that. It sounds terrible, doesn't it? But it's, it's so true. And that doesn't mean, disclaimer here, that doesn't mean that kids who stay at home for longer aren't resilient. But it does mean that he's kind of, his hand is a bit forced.
1: No, this is oh, true. All the,
0: but you know what? This I truly, truly
1: believe. Um, kids don't like to be the odd one out. Yeah, I've seen also with him, he follows his, uh, his friends, like he copies. They do copycat a little bit. Like, oh, he's doing that, so I'll, I'll do this. So he'll kind
0: of slot in, and he might not do the same thing at home. Bear that in mind. Mm. He won't do the same thing at home. He won't eat that um, chicken pasta at home. But he'll eat it at school. And you'll be like, what the actual fuck, kid? Like, it's fine. So, school's is fine, but mine's not. Why do you hurt
1: me in this way? For the longest
0: (laughs) time, Elijah would eat porridge and oats and whatever at school, Mm. never at home.
1: The thing is this, though, Sam. I hear you, and everyone has that sentiment, and everyone says what you're saying. But I do know him to be like me, and we are stubborn as all... So he's going to
2: maybe
0: dig his heels in. Buggery.
1: <laughs> Don't you... I will do something when I feel it was my idea. I'll do something when I am goddamn ready to freaking do it. <laughs> and the more you want me to do it, the less I'm going to want to do it. So I'm, I'm scared about okay, that. Okay,
0: let's wait and see. Um, I think it'll be a great topic to tune into and to eventually... Yeah, maybe on. I can
1: have a good old sob.
0: Uh, that's absolutely if fine. If you're willing to listen. Happy to listen. <laughs> Happy to listen.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's a new phase in his life and it's something to look forward to. So I'm excited about that as well for the new year. As Super much as I'm an, an anxious about it.
0: So I guess there's lots of changes ahead. Um, that's... What I'm looking forward to, just some kind of fresh start. I do have some New Year's resolutions, things I'd like to do differently. Now that I've got um, work kind of under the belt,
1: Mm. I'm
0: looking to look at other things. So I want to chat New Year's resolutions. So do you have any New Year's resolutions for
1: 2019? Uh, Last year, I just have to say before I answer that, I... You had a brand new baby. I had a brand new baby. She was born on the 18th of December. And so my one New Year's resolution was just to survive the year. Fair
0: enough. It was a very
1: stressful year, not just because of the baby. I had a lot going on in my life, aside from trying to be um, a new mom. And I decided not to make any New Year's resolutions. As, as that was your resolution? Yeah, as much as it sounds like I have no ambition whatsoever, that was my New Year's resolution. And can I tell you, it was somewhat, um, is it cathartic, the word that I'm looking for? Or was like a, a bit of a release. You yes. were let off the hook. I let myself off the hook and it sounds like you're but you're noncommittal and it's just like a cop out or whatever but I tend to just get to the end of the year and always feel severely disappointed at Mm. my um, and at what I have managed to achieve and so I decided to aim low and that's what I did and so my one resolution well, the resolution was to not have a resolution and to just let go a little bit. And that of worked out the as pressure. well. I can't tell you how well that worked for me because it meant that whatever was happening in my life at the moment or at that any given point in time, I was kind of just rolling with the punches because I had not given myself this pressure of you have to do X, Y, and Z. Now, just hear me out, humor me for a second, because okay. that you run the risk of just aimlessly donering through your life for the rest of your days if you don't...
0: Yeah, sometimes it is nice to have those goals goal. and it's strategies
1: going forward. Exactly, because if you, if you don't plan, you plan to fail, that age-old saying. However, that was the space that I was in at that point in time, and that was the best that I could do. So I took the plunge and tried to wing it because i'm a a, i'm a pedantic planner and everything always has to happen and 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 Mm -hmm. so i did that and i kind of managed to make it through my year without feeling hopelessly depressed at the end of the year and disappointed in myself so i've not thought as hard as i normally would have at this stage about my new year's resolutions but one thing that i do know that i want to do in the new year is to in, again embrace things as and when they happen to let go a little bit more because i found myself to be a lot less highly strung um and i was able to i think cope better with most things because i was more open minded you were relaxed you I, lowered your expectations you lowered ex- your standards exactly and at, at, at that episode that we had earlier this year on lowering standards or just like not expecting as much as you normally do it was very helpful so my one new year's resolution this year is to take things in my stride and be open-minded and not to be so hard on myself great how about you
0: i um have gotten to the end of the year and ticked a lot of boxes and a lot of things off my list and succeeded at a lot well done to you thank you um, but coming to the end of the year, I can feel, and I have mentioned this in previous episodes, I can feel my body telling me, whoa, hello. Mm. Um, I'm very happy to say my bum ovary is not a bum anymore. Hooray. <laughs> There's no baby there. Uh-huh. There's no little eggy, um, fertilized, don't worry, but, um... It's in working order and, and it's, I, it's healthy. I'm not going to be in such pain once a month when I ovulate. Uh, not everybody wants to know the ins and outs of my gynae visits, but essentially that was, that was a huge wake-up call. I've never had gynae issues. Um, my hormones have always seen fine, seemed fine, um, but coming towards the end of this um work success something's always got to give mm. right so I don't believe in a work-life balance I don't believe it exists I believe it's a bit of yin and yang it's a work-life harmony and sometimes the one gives and sometimes the other gives and work took over and so um health gave a lot mm. in, this in year. the last yeah. couple of months and I And I I don't want to sound like a cliché, but who the fuck cares if I do? Um, It's not about getting jacked and losing weight and that for the new year. I mean, of course, I'd love to have a stunning body that I can parade around in. (laughs) But that's not my goal. My goal is to feel a lot better. At the moment, my uh, left side is so sore that I can't pick up my child. Mm. And that's just like a warning. That just... And it just keeps... Um, cropping up that t- in order to be the best mom and wife I need to look after number one and that's me. I need, it's a gym or whatever
1: what whatever if, floats what your of, boat. Yeah, exercise For it me,
0: is. it's running a gym has to take priority. It has to be, a, Elijah, you need to pop down, my friend, for half an hour that it takes me to run 5Ks because once I've done that, you've got me and you've got all of me. Because mm. right now he doesn't. Right mm. now he doesn't have all of me because physically I'm irritable and in such pain. Mm. And really I have nobody to blame but myself. Nobody. But I'm also like, chill, Sam. You, This is what you've done. This is what you've I accomplished. I was just going to
1: say, like, this isn't a mudslinging contest. We're not like playing the blame game. No, no. We're just assessing. So I totally get it. Stock.
0: That's why I'm happy for some fresh starts. Happy to right, this is all the work I've taken on and not said no to. Mm. Now let me pick and choose and be a bit more stringent about my guidelines and about my timelines and a lot more realistic about what I can do with the 24 hours in every day. Just Can we
1: just take a moment to talk about that you are in the very fortunate position that when you started out your own gig and you were like, listen, I'm going solo, I'm doing my thing, shutting myself, you were like, (laughs) you can't breathe because you're not sure where the work was going to come from. And only a couple of months down the line, here you are saying, okay, well, now I can take my decisions in this way and I can choose this work over that work yes so congratulations thank you. my friend thank you you're kicking ass I'm kicking ass I'm doing it so yeah. th- um, thank I'm you. happy for you I'm thank super happy for you as a as another mom sitting here working mom trying to juggle a million balls I'm super happy for you thank you so much the juggle is real mm-hmm. and we all do it and big ups to everybody who does Manage, you know, yeah, so I think that's exciting. I think you'll find in the new year that you will have even uh, a lot more success than what you did this year. This is but the tip of the iceberg for oh you.
0: I'm so looking forward to it, and I just i want to take a moment to look back at what we've done this year with the great equalizer um as sort of a a balancing point for where we're headed into the new year. So we started off with our introductory episode. Um,
1: hmm. <laughs> I was so emotional that I, I came <laughs> off the back of a terrible night's sleep. I, I listened to it the other day just and I was like, oh my God, we've come such a way. Yeah. Then. <laughs> um, then we had the lowering
0: our expectations episode. Um, very helpful. It's, it's a bit of a, um,
1: a little bit more of an abstract
0: idea. It's not a...
1: Yeah, it's not like a... It, it, uh, cookie cutter. This is I'm going to take this is and yeah. this is the the recipe I have to follow.
0: That is a lesson I have to learn time and time again. But lowering and there is a difference I find between lo- lowering your standards and lowering your expectations. Right. And a lot of people say don't lower your standards, lower your expectations. Um, yeah, but never lower your standards. Well, you know what? It's been very helpful for me to lower my standards exactly. this year as Sometimes well. Sometimes the
1: bar is just freaking low. And yeah. that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And it's super okay. And that's what I'm able to do yeah. right now.
0: So episode three, we spoke about um, self-care. And I, what I really, really loved about this episode was we went into it thinking it needs to be about time away from our kids that we spend pampering ourselves the uh, once a week manicure and taking time out for you yeah and what it turned out to be was a lot deeper in making life decisions uh you were chatting about your um decision to stop working or or not to and you and you know like that type of thing like mm. life decisions what are we doing with our time that is going to make us the best version of ourselves, that is what we spoke about more. And I spoke a lot about sorting myself out mentally and realized that self-care is
1: not always Just pleasurable. Just about that, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how when we go back over these episodes now, how it is apparent that there's... These themes keep reoccurring. These topics, they're omnipresent. They're yes. always reoccurring. Because look where I, I am now,
0: you know. Then I went through a good phase and now I've, I've gone through a bit of a dip again. And these, when it comes to self-care, these warning signs mm. crop up. And, and I think and also
1: looking back on it, you realize that it's, whilst all of these things are phases in your life, it is never going to be complete it'll... No, at some point keeps At coming. some points, this will be more uh, important in your life and at other times, another thing will be more important.
0: Speaking of, um, the next episode was maintenance night, which exactly. which is definitely something we're going to have to revisit. We were chatting with a group of girls, just now about it. We're recording at Kiddylicious. Yes, so background noise, in if that's view.
1: what you're hearing. It's a public place that we're recording.
0: Yeah, and... Um, and chatting with a group of ladies uh, now. And I mean, that's just the omnipresent issue in a lot of marriages is how much sex are you having? And we, we went there, guys. And I definitely think we're going to have to go there again and touch on other things that we didn't have time for in that episode. And that's definitely something in the new year that we'll be looking at. Mm.
1: And that, again, that's a reoccurring theme. Just this past weekend, we were having a chat to some of our... Friends who don't have children yet and they were talking about how maintaining your sexual relationship in a relationship is so important because once life starts happening to you, that is the first thing that can get neglected. So whether you're a parent or not, that is always going to be a recurring theme. Amazing that
0: we were also just talking about Josh and uh, Elijah at school in January. Mm. Episode five was child care. childcare.
1: Childcare.
0: Um, and we went there with that. And again, yeah, they're coming through some changes. And when Jess starts school, it's something we'll revisit. Exactly. And when they go to grade one, it's something we'll have to look at. Um,
1: again, Mom Friends, episode seven. And here we were with a whole bunch of mom friends today talking about the things that we can all relate to, which is where all of these things... Which that is how sh- mom friends are born. Exactly. And all of these things that we share with one another on this podcast or on the show, that's where it comes from. It's like, it's like a working, living, conceptualizing thing every day. Um, sorry, yeah, and that was episode six, not episode
0: seven. Episode seven was super fun. It was Never Would I Ever. And we keep adding to our list, don't we? This,
1: and it's true. And I still, every day something like every day something will happen. I'll be like, oh my God, that, that was great for that episode.
2: We'll, <laughs> do, we'll have to do another
0: Never Would I do Ever. Another one. All right, now Never Would I Ever 2.0. <laughs> what else did we say we would never do? And now we're going to have to renege on that.
1: And I think as as the kids grow older, there's at every different stage in their lives. You're like, oh my god, when my kid goes to, goes to like grade one, I'll never do that. Or I'm, I when I have
0: teenagers, this is how, how I'm handling social media and cell phones and screen time. Well,
1: let's see when we get there. Years from now, when, when, not if, when, our (laughs) podcast is still very relevant (laughs) and we have millions of listeners. We will talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Every year, also, episode eight, we spoke about kids' parties. Oh God, I've just been through that with Jason's first birthday party and I promised myself (laughs) never, never again. The next big party they get is when they're 16. That's it. I'm over it.
0: Okay, let's see. Never would I ever <laughs> show you. I ever,
1: yeah. um, oh, I love this one. Episode nine was Christmas. <sighs> I'm, I, I'm still fondly thinking about that recording and I'm still wrapping presents now. So. Amazing
0: gift ideas we got and uh, traditions. And I have a video uh, that I need to share that's following suits of all of the local um, businesses I supported this year with my Christmas Gifts and traditions and stuff like that. So I'm gonna to have to put that up and, and share with everybody. You're so
1: good with your commitment because I have all these lofty ideas and then when it comes through it comes to following through. I'm just like, oh shit! I let missed me, the boat. Let me
0: tell you, I don't miss the boat, but it's at my expense because I make myself and my husband cuckoo crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, have
1: to, I have to take a page from your book.
0: Speaking of. Episode said, we spoke of
1: books. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, we're still in the midst of giveaways. Mm. Can you believe it? Well, it's the silly season and it is the time for giving. So let's give giveaways.
0: So right now, this month, this episode launches on the 28th. And on this day, we are closing our books, final books giveaway. But we gave away um, Philippa Marassi's semi the Starfish book package. Also... Hot off the press. Philip is um, due to release her next book, Freddy the Fox. Freddy the Fox, yes. Um, Super exciting. Yeah. So Sammy the Starfish, we gave that away. We gave away a copy of Love, uh, Dear Human, Love Dog, Dear Human, Love Cat by uh, Christine Bernard.
1: Those are so cute. So cute. And
0: then a a kids uh, book club package we'll draw um, in the coming days. We'll draw that winner's name. Competition closes on the 28th when this uh, episode airs. And in the new year, lots more, guys. Lots more to give away.
1: Okay. Then there was... Discipline Discipline. with
0: Derek Jackson. Yes. Um, Another giveaway there. Another giveaway there, Parenting Mm -hmm. with Panache. I feel very strongly about the book. And just to have some kind of a resource to, when you are at your wit's end, go back to and... Know that you're not alone, which is also what this podcast is about. Yeah. So if you are wanting to pull your hair out of your head uh, because your toddler is just running circles over you, around you, sorry, um, listen to the episode and... You know, we're here to commiserate. We're here to salute you Even and to you see you. Even if you don't find
1: the solution, at least you won't feel so damn alone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, what else? We've got... We, it's not launched yet as we record, but Jealous Moms is coming up mm-hmm. um, this week uh, that we're recording. So it'll be up by the time you guys listen to this. Jealous Moms, things to do in Joburg, in the holidays, but also beyond. And then today... Brings us to today, which also brings us to what we're looking at in the new year. Charlene?
1: Yeah. So we are, aside from talking about New Year's resolutions, we also have, for the great equalizer, great um, things planned. We're going to be talking breastfeeding, postpartum body image, kids' nutrition, Power work-at-home moms that we love and support. And we're doing some amazing collabs with amazing brands that we love. So stay tuned for all of that in the new year. But also more
0: importantly for us is that we want to showcase things that are on the up in Jobic society. Mm. And this, we have a very um, strong belief um, in the value of inclusivity rather than exclusivity. And so we love to look at the social good that's happening in Mm. Joburg. And we believe in the goodness of people. uh, We believe in the goodness of ourselves. We all have the best intentions. We all mean well. And so Charlene and I are always on the lookout for people that are doing great things, especially as moms. I feel like that nerve was hit as soon as our babies passed our bodies. We were like, oh, we felt more. We were more empathetic. Mm. And we want to help and we want to be there. For people who need us,
1: I think also looking at New Year's resolutions and things you want to get done in the New Year. It's a fresh start, and you want to be a better person. And and, and we're quick to make lists. Always, I certainly am. I'm Absolutely, very yeah. quick to make lists about I need to do this. I need to spring clean my house this year. I want to work towards buying that new car, or I need to go for laser therapy, or all those bloody materialistic, superficial horseshit things that we do, or that I certainly do. Um, or I must take better care Absolutely. of the way I. I think we all my do. Brows, or I must get to the damn gym more often, or I must take better care of my skin. Or, and, 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 or this year's the year that I'm going to buy myself that eternity band to add to my wedding ring. And <laughs> all of this nonsense. But for, for me, for this year, and that's why I'm excited that we have this platform because I want to invest in myself selfishly by trying to make more of a difference. So.
0: We interviewed Annette Brokenshaw, who happens to be the MD of the Joe Children's Home. You all know the name?
1: And I have to just say that this was uh, totally out of my comfort zone because Shame, yeah. <laughs> I will confess here now that, I, and as much as this is a serious topic and we try and take a light hearted approach, with the great equalizer, this is also a genuine, a platform about being genuine and real and honest and relatable. And so I have to admit that I take the ostrich approach when it comes to those things that you... Would rather not think about it. No, they make
0: you feel uncomfortable. You're like Ray. He's like, why are you telling me these things? Just stop. It
1: makes me sad (laughs) and it breaks my heart. And I am a major crier. You know this about me. I I just sob at the drop of a hat because I can't control it. And so for fear of embarrassing myself or making a spectacle of myself, I tend to selfishly avoid these things because it's outside of my comfort zone. I don't like to be vulnerable. And I don't
0: think you're alone, Charlene. I really don't think you're alone in this.
1: So I think the fact that we did do this interview, it was... I, I felt so much better afterwards because I realized that the link between taking action for a good cause and not taking action for a good cause is as much as it's ignorance because I, I have been ignorant about it you tend to just not focus on the issue at hand and you, you, um, you sweep it under the rug almost because it makes you feel uncomfortable but I felt a lot better after being informed I realized it's not actually that difficult a very small... No, the
0: task always seems insurmountable. Exactly. Until you talk to the people and they're like, all we need is this. And it's so friggin' logical. Like, okay, actually. yeah, I can do that. And so, have a listen. What, what I realized is, we went to their Christmas party on the 5th of December. And um, for me, it was like, this is the time of giving. I've, I've, I've got so much, you know, that I want to give this time of year, but it's not about just this time of year they're in need throughout the year they've got shit going on and people to take care of and people to feed throughout the year and that's what i got out of it so have a listen and think what are we going to do about it great equalizer listeners what are we going to do about it We are coming to you live from the Joburg Children's Home on um, a very auspicious occasion for the, the children who live here. Um, it is the Christmas party today and Charlene and I are privileged enough to have joined them for it. Annette Brokenshaw, Director of the Home, joins us now. and. I'm going to kick it off with our first question, and that is, Annette, uh, talk to us about the Joburg Children's Home. Joburg citizens know the name. I know the name. Uh, But quite honestly, I don't think everybody knows what
2: you're about. Hi, everybody. Thank you for this lovely opportunity. It really is lovely to talk to you all. Um, The Johannesburg Children's Home is the oldest children's home in the city. It was started just five years after the city was started, really to look after children whose parents couldn't look out for them because they were kind of too busy back in the day. Um, It also then turned out that people were starting to neglect their children. They were obviously digging for gold and doing all sorts of things that people did at the beginning of of when the city started. Um, Today, the home looks after children that are found to be in need of care by the courts. Um, So children that have had really difficult experiences. So it's the stuff that we want to kind of shuffle away and not think about. Um, So it's the children who've been abused, it's the children who've been neglected, children who've lost their parents um, and children who don't have anyone suitable to look after them in in the home situation. We also look after children who have been in foster care situations that haven't really worked out. Um, so children that have been in foster care that have kind of broken down and broken down again. And so they're no longer suited to f- live in a what we may refer to as a normal family. But, you know, what is a normal family? So we try and create here at the Johannesburg Children's Home a normal family environment. Um, so I uh, 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 the children here live in, in cluster homes um, that we try and make as much like a family as as we can um it's big groups of children so one family would consist of 10 children and just for their safety and because of their experiences they live in groups Uh, boys live together girls live together and then also within kind of the same age groups Um, and while the children are here the past is the past we have a therapist that you all have met on on this talk um, she does a lot of beautiful play therapy work with our children, um, and we try and help them heal from the stuff that has happened. But when they're here, we look to their future, and we make sure that what we can gather and get together, we build into their lives. So we experience it to be uh, quite a positive environment, because the negative was left behind obviously we don't deny our feelings we're real and that's what i love about your program that we're all real about who we are and what we feel and we help the children come to terms with that but we focus on let's not be what the past may determine for us but let's take the good from the past the learnings from the past and then build a strong future that's such
1: a such a positive sentiment i really um it's heartwarming i i I've, I've like that i like that we we take care of, over here that you take care of their emotional well-being as much as their Uh, day-to-day needs so that's inspiring because I think going forward into their lives those are really giving them the tools to cope with surviving every day so that's admirable that makes me excited okay cool so my next question what I did want to ask you was what is an average day like for a kid here Um, and what uh, what do they do aside from the the play therapy that you've mentioned where do they go to school how is that handled please elaborate
2: Okay, so you can imagine if there are 64 of you living on the same premises, um, you have to start your day super early. So the kids wake up really early um, and then they go to school. So school happens in all of the neighboring schools around here. Uh, We're in observatory. Um, And so all of the neighboring schools have allowed spaces for our children, mainstream schools, all government schools. Um a handful of children go to specialized schools where their needs can't be met in a in a public school um, and so when I say a handful there actually it's a handful of these specialized schools, but we have about fifteen schools that we take children to, so that's quite a big number, and we have three buses that drop the children off so early in the morning. They divide it into groups in terms of the areas that they they have to be dropped off in. And they go to school with everybody else. And it's lovely that they're in schools with everybody else. So there's nothing strange or different or separate or other. Um, Our staff make it their mission to make sure that these children don't feel like they're others. So for me, one of the most beautiful things is that the laundry staff who do the washing say, for us, our pride is in making sure that their uniforms look just like everybody else's it's smart it's clean it's beautifully ironed anyway then at the end of the school day they're fetched by the same group of drivers and um they have a little bit of free play they can just mill around the property they come to the office greet us um do whatever to just be chilled after school have a snack um, and then at quarter to four, we ring the only bell that happens is a homework bell just to get gather the children from all over the property. And then it's homework time. We have a couple of homework helpers that are volunteers Um people like our listeners who may have time to volunteer and come and help with with homework, who then come and sit with the children. We get through the homework And during that time, there's also um, a little computer room where when children have homework that needs to be done on a computer where they can do that. Um, And then there's a schedule for the play therapist. Some children also need to... um, speak to some of the social workers, to organize things with their extended family that may or may not be in the picture. There may be court cases that come up for the renewal of their placement here at the home, and so arrangements need to be made for for them. Out of 64 children, you're almost always going to have some sort of medical um, appointment that needs to be looked after. Some children struggle a little bit with ADHD or um, other sort of issues that need um, help from um, the medical profession so in that time we also look out for the children who need to be taken to appointments. Then later in the afternoon we have um, a group of interesting volunteers that come in. We've got a karate teacher, we've got a yoga teacher, we've got a, a soccer coach, we have somebody who also do does um, aerobics um, and we're always on the lookout for people who have interesting skills that can come and spend time and teach children those things, because we can't always accommodate everybody in after school activities. Some do have an opportunity to do after school activities, but we've got to look out for their fitness and to keep them busy and to develop interest so that they can grow into the best people they can be. So that's a lovely time of busyness, sort of late afternoon from five onwards. And then after that, it's supper time and what we call cottage time which is time to come inside um, and then they have either free play inside the cottage for the younger ones it's a bit more structured where they can do either coloring in or you know the quiet activities that you would do evening time when the bath roster starts so there are two bath rooms in each cottage and they have to take turns ten children in a cottage it takes a little while to get the baths done and then they have supper together in the cottages. And if they're old enough to watch TV, they can watch TV. We do have a TV in each cottage. Um, and then it's bedtime. And the whole thing starts again. <laughs> so it's pretty ordinary.
0: I love yeah. that. I, I love that um, they are getting... That is quite a normal routine, isn't it?
1: As much normalcy as you can you can expect. Yeah.
0: So um, I think... Like Charlene and I, uh, there are a lot of Jo'burg parents looking to take charity beyond the festive season. We've just come out of Christmas. Christmas happens to be just a really giving month. And that's when a lot of charities target people. And rightfully so, you know. But it's not just December that you guys are in need, is it? Mm -hmm. So um, I really feel... Feel like we should touch base with you and figure out and and really communicate to our listeners and to joe moms and dads what you guys need throughout the year most
2: okay so we make a point of drawing up what we call our needs list every month and the needs list literally comes from the things that we have to go out and buy and i always say if we don't have to buy those things you know, often people are reluctant to give money and we understand that. We don't always agree. We want people to come and spend time with us, get to know us, learn to to trust us, to see that they can. They can come and meet our, meet our board of directors if they're into that sort of thing and really find out and see that we are a reliable and trusted organization. And I think any charity that you support, you need to make sure that you know that they have their ducks in a row. And so we welcome people. We you know, if you want to come on a day when there's a board meeting, introduce, do research to find out the background of the board members. So, you know, for people who want to give money, that's the one thing. But on the other side, for people, just to give the normal things that you need in a household. And this is as normal and simple as buying the dishwashing liquid or the toilet paper. It really comes down to all of those very basic things because you can't look after a group of children without the very basics and people are always surprised to say but really do you need food that's exactly what we need you know so it shouldn't be
1: that surprising actually if you think about it because everyone needs to eat so
2: you're taking care of 60 odd humans who all need to eat every day three meals a day and we like to keep it healthy so um, it's our responsibility really to keep it healthy it's not that we just like it you know Um, and we also feel that where we can we'd like to give the children variety you know there is these sort of these menus that are fairly simple and it's food that's easy to cook in bulk but where we can it would it's always so nice to try and do something different the children for example came to us and said what's lasagna we've heard that it's a food And so we went to the trouble of actually making the pasta with the children, rolling it out, showing them how it's done uh, during the holidays. And they learned about lasagna. And now they know. Now they can actually go out one day and see it on a menu and know that it's a real thing and what it looks like and what's in it. You know, so it's, it's stuff that as a family, you can really do lots of variety, but That's why it's always very important for us that people phone us before they think of an idea um, to find out what it is that we really need. Because then on some, some occasions, we are for some interesting reason inundated, for example, with rice. We've got rice coming out of our ears. And then people arrive at the door with rice and you don't want to turn them down. But you have to, you know just ask just pick up the phone beforehand and say what is it that you guys need so that we don't do more rice right and have a whole room full of rice but nothing to serve with it right so we make that needs list every month and from time to time you'll see on the needs list it say we it would say something like we're okay for soap this month thanks, or whatever (laughs) Um, but on other months soap would be highlighted in red because we've we've run out of soap but yeah at the end of the day when you think of a home it's a home and you just need all the normal basic things it's from time to time you need the fancy big things because you want to say do a lovely christmas um but like you say christmas is also a time where lots of people give and we do find in johannesburg if we're being authentic which is what your show is all about in johannesburg people like to give during Madiba month and they like to give at christmas time and it gets quite thin in between them, yeah. mm-hmm. and so it is a time with Madiba month and Christmas time where charities go oh my goodness we really need to make sure that we get stuff um, and it puts undue pressure on the team to think oh you know so far in advance um, so it is lovely those in-between months when people come and well, say really what help. is on your needs list. It's as simple as that.
1: Okay, so uh, basically, in short, what you're saying is think of what you might need in your home and if you have anything you want to give, maybe just touch base with someone at the home and say, I've got X, Y and Z, do you have a need for it? Can I bring it through or drop it off? Um, uh, We want to write a little bit more about um, the mechanics of if someone wants to get involved and they have stuff to drop off, what procedure to follow. But we will... uh, to our listeners, we'll provide that on a blog and a write-up, so we'll get all of that info from you. So that's very helpful. Um, I do wanna ask you, um, there's a lot of misconceptions out there about homes like yours. So if there's one thing that you could communicate to uh, the residents of Johannesburg about the Johannesburg Children's Home and your cause and the work that you do here, what is that one thing that you want people to understand about the Johannesburg Children's Home?
2: Yeah, um, the Children's Home is a home and we try and make it a home like everybody's house. So we often get people who contact us with all the beautiful um, willingness to do nice things for the children. But they actually ask if they can come and see the children or come and look at the children. Um... And the intention is to see what is going on in order to support the home. But unfortunately, we have to turn people away. So we want people to understand that we're not turning them away because we're being horrible or anything. But it's just like our own homes. We wouldn't let anybody that we've just met on the phone come to our house. And expose your children to them. Yes. To complete strangers. Yes. Bearing in mind that these are children who come from traumatic backgrounds exactly. for the most part. Yeah. So there's just a little bit of sensitivity about creating that awareness, about understanding that this is a home just like we try for this to be a home just like our own homes, where children feel that they're not on display. And that it's not a place where people come and just stare at, look at them, but they feel stared at, you know. They love it when people come and do activities, So if you want to come and visit and see if we're for real and that we really look after real children, um, then we often encourage people to say, well, get together and arrange an activity. And then you can interact and come and teach a skill or keep the children busy or do something that makes the day easier for the care workers or on a weekend or something. And then we'd work with you to say, you know, what you need to bring or or make to make that happen. So I think that's what I'd like for people to understand that this is a home just like your own home and let's treat it like that. But, um, and and give the children that sense of dignity that they're not some sort of children that we come and and look at, Mm -hmm. Um, but that we can come and bring stuff, but come and visit the staff and the office and come and see that we're for real. And come and see what our values are, what we stand for, that we are here to make the world a better place for the children that have been entrusted in our care.
1: Okay, I think that's very insightful. and. I think very helpful for our listeners as well. Uh, just one quick question that I think we didn't cover. Um, age-wise, what is the youngest children that get placed here? And it's obviously, I understand from our conversation that it's court-ordered. Uh, and up to
2: what age uh, children do you look after? Okay, so our youngest that we're allowed to take in is from three. It's just what our registration says. Our youngest at the moment is four. Um, and then we're allowed to... Um, Keep children up until the age of twenty-one if they're still at school or in tertiary education. So that's the range from three to twenty-one.
1: Okay, perfect. I think that'll also help if our listeners are thinking about getting involved, if they have stuff at home they want to donate or anything like that. If they understand an age group, then mm. that'll be helpful. Yeah, this has really been insightful, and um, uh, we're very, very grateful that you've allowed us in to
2: be a part of this. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you very, very much for the opportunity.
1: So, just thinking about that interview, it really, I suppose, what really resonated with me was first of all, that if you think of, after we spoke to Annette, the main thing that I kept on thinking about was. It's actually so logical what these people need. Why am I sitting here at a distance thinking, mm, I wonder how I can help. I have some old stuff in my cupboard. I'm sure they could use it. Or, or I literally
0: don't have money in my, any more money in my budget. Spare. Or like any wiggle room in my budget to donate. One. That would be the
1: easiest, wouldn't it? Yeah, just like to throw money at the problem. To, kind yeah, of thing.
0: To, and big ups to people who manage to get like a debit order going off to charity once a month. Mm.
1: Um, and I mean that's also discipline because it's like you, it's like a forced saving. So I can yeah. either I can either save like however much money I can spare every month, and then once a year donate that, or I could monthly donate that if that's what you felt was better for you. Because maybe giving money, they would know how to spend it um, on what they need. That's just easier for you, which is fantastic. Um, it's great for yeah. you.
0: But um, a lot of us don't have that wiggle room, and certainly as two freelancers. Is breadwinners in our home it's we don't have a constant you know i think our expenses are changing every month all the and, time um, yes everything's always changing so what really like r- stuck out for me was firstly they just need food so and think that there are a lot of teenagers in the home think about what um 64 teenagers would want and go for that hello exactly and just double up on on whatever you're doing Then oh. also time charlene like Yes, not a lot of us have time, but you know someone that does, and so just communicate that to them. I know my mom she lives in Pretoria, might not be able to travel to Joburg Children's home, but she's the type of person that you'd be like, "You know what? Why don't you do this?" And she definitely would consider it. Mm. She loves helping people in that way and spending her time and she's this is this is right up her alley. This is exactly something she would do. She teaches ballet. You know, or like she taught ballet and I'm sure she could come and, and do something similar mm. with... I mean, I'm not saying exactly that. I'm just saying like, don't f- listen to this. And in terms of volunteering, think like you don't have anything to offer. Everybody does.
1: And here's the other thing. That two things that, that occurred to me after talking to her was, first of all, don't um, don't assume if if you If you really want to help, but you don't know how, ask yeah, pick up the phone and call them and say, "I want to help, what is it that you need um and they will be very happy to tell you, or send them an email, visit their website, just like drop them a mail and say, "I want to get involved, what do you need? Look at what it is that they send back to you, and choose from that list, maybe you go through the list and you're like. Oh, shit, there's literally nothing I can do to contribute here. That's fine. Try again next month. Try again next month because their needs change. Yeah. Like, if you think about it... Any other family. Like, the needs in your family changes Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Their needs change as well. Mm -hmm. And so, if my husband runs to the grocery store and he wants to get a few things, he'll WhatsApp or call and be like, Listen, love, I'm at the pick and pay. What do we need for the kids tomorrow? Or is there anything we need for the house? It's Hello. A, it's simple a simple as simple as that. So ask. If you don't know, but you want to do something, ask. Just find out. Secondly, the other thing that resonated with me was she said that an, running your own business from month to there are those more There are the yeah. there are the months that the, the the bookings or the business or the the consultations are not flowing as freely. It's the famine time in the business. Exactly, yeah. and so for the Johannesburg Children's Home specifically, everybody's like, oh, it's the end of the year, it's Christmas, we need to give, or it's Easter, let's do something charitable. Those are the few occasions or, or thr- July. throughout the year yeah. that these things are top of mind. And the rest of the year, there's bugger all. Yeah. There's nothing coming their way. So they have to plan so carefully in the months that it is flowing. To make those feast months last to through sp- the famine. To yeah. spread it throughout the whole yeah. year. And something else she said in that interview as well that just uh, stuck with me so much was that people are like... They'll call and they'll be like, "We have this food. Can we come and give it?" Doesn't want to give it into the hands of the
0: kids, like they're some kind of spectacle. To, to they're behold. not monkeys in a the cage. Zoo. This yeah. isn't the
1: zoo. And second of all, would you let complete strangers into your house to give your children something just no, because never. they're being giving?
0: Never. Elijah doesn't even have to. He has degrees, but he never even has to like high five or hug or kiss or whatever if he's shy that's it and now you're like it and he's i'm sorry but he's not a show that that i can turn for on a to button entertain for to entertain no, other this people isn't the circus. so let's give these kids the same respect
1: and even more so because
0: of their traumatized backgrounds yes by the same token um, Annette only touched on this, but I spoke to uh, Natalie Ginoglio, the play therapist who works at the home. Um, does great work with the kids there, and she's like, "Sam, I have to tell you that um, something that nobody ever thinks about is the caregivers who give of their time. They're there over Christmas. They're exactly. there over New Year's. They're." wiping another kid's bum or snot or whatever the case may be and cuddling other
1: people's kids whilst their own children are and their own children and families didn't choose this but because their mom or dad whoever chose to give of themselves that is the sacrifice mm. that they make by default
0: and guys it's been a tough year for the home um i think it was a very very emotional year for mm-hmm. them and i think as much as what we're feeling towards the end of the year, but strung out um, and hopeful for for changes in 2019, all the more so for them. And so what Natalie said is a lot of people will give to the kids and forget that they are these caregivers and I mean, I really want to put our brains together and think. What can we do in terms of... A to
1: help them. I mean, even if... Oh,
0: anything, it, even yeah. Even if,
1: if someone is a, a beauty therapist or a, a massage therapist that could just go in and maybe do a small spoil for them. Mm, just an
0: afternoon of your time. That's definitely something that is a spoil that is for those caregivers.
1: Because those caregivers give of themselves, and yes, they sacrifice time with their own families. But if you think about it, we're talking about this topic that is something that we'd like to rather just sweep under the rug because it's not nice to think about. Those people, that's their lives every day. They live and deal with children who have been traumatized, abused, Mm -hmm. who come from homes where parents are drug abusers. Let's be honest.
0: They're going to need therapy themselves. That is so taxing. And what did we
1: just say about
0: self-care? Self-care is not just... Tampering and and all of that. Exactly. Self-care is just time and looking after your
1: headspace and and all of that. Exactly. So, So giving those… give a
0: little bit of both, guys. Giving those
1: people any kind of a break, whether it's just a morning tea, someone baking cake and going in and… Having a high tea for the caregivers to just talk, take a load, or for them to just put their glass down and laugh a little, mm. or chat a little, whatever it is. Um, so, if there's any listeners out there, if you have ideas that you want to share, I mean... Sam, I don't know. I'm I'm talking on your behalf, but I'm happy to go there and implement it. Yeah, if you happy. Ha- if you have an idea that that you think could work for them, or if you have anything that you can give, or any way that you can get uh, involved in helping those caregivers, whether it's a spa day or a breakfast or a hit does, us up
0: and let's put that idea into motion. It doesn't
1: even have to cost money. If if there if, or if you just have a great idea, but there is no funds. I mean, we can try and find a. Sponsor or something. We just want to engage with you and somehow make a difference, albeit small. Yeah, 100%. So the great equalizer
0: is not just uh, Charlene and myself, the great equalizer is you guys too, our
1: listeners. So let's make this a team effort. And we're tired looking after our own children that we chose to have on any given day, our own children who are not abused, who are well adjusted in. Uh, I'm going to quote unquote or in inverted commas Mm. say are living a normal life Mm. at the risk of uh, using a word that is not exactly correct but a perceived normal we're exhausted at the end of the year I mean my ass is well and thoroughly kicked I'm tired (laughs) I'm tired and I chose to have these little friggin hooligans
0: So So, essentially also motherhood is the ultimate thankless job. But now
1: these people are mothers and fathers to children that they didn't choose to have and they just chose the cause. And Annette
0: told us like the, the people that do the laundry, for instance, are so passionate about making
1: these kids Go not to, stand out like as having, underprivileged yes, kids Like at having a tacky uniform or something like that because they want the children to feel like they are part of the community and their home life is not any different to any other kid.
0: That takes a special person and I'm all about saying thank you and saluting those people. Exactly. So let's do it. Guys, please touch base with us. Our email address is equalizer.za at gmail.com. I will be touching base with you guys via a blog about the children's home, linking you up to their home and their needs list currently. But this also changes all the time, so make sure you touch base with them. Mm. They've got a charity shop in Kensington. Their um, offices or their home essentially is in um, Observatory. And what is amazing for me, if you go look on the website – they have a guest house to try and... They've pulled out all the stops. They, they have they're their jacked. shit together. These they're people sorted. are jacked. Yeah. That you can go... And that doesn't mean that's not to say at all that they don't have needs. They have needs. But they've like pulled a rabbit out of the freaking hat to try and make those... Um, to try and make sure that those needs are met. So they have a guest house that you can... Um, if you have guests that you need to house. It's a beautiful little cottage that your guests can stay at. They uh, do party platters. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, they do party pl- Their chefs do party platters to raise money for for their home. So if you've got mm. an event or whatever, you can get platters from them. Uh also very recently they or this year they started hosting uh team building workshops and conferences and um little events at the home. They because they've got halls and stuff. So they they have the space and they have the amenities. And you can do snacks and coffees and uh,
1: teas and drinks and stuff through them as well. you know what I love about that? Is that it's not a case of, I'm just going to stand here with my two hands out. Exactly. And hope that someone will be uh, giving enough to drop something in it. They're, go- they're being proactive exactly. about what they need to get done. So, I mean, Annette
0: you are doing a wonderful job and we see you. We are inspired by you. Inspired by you and we totally salute you. Exactly. Guys, keep an eye out uh, for the blog. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, we will be taking a bit of a break in January, but just stay on our social media. uh, You can find us at the Great Equalizer podcast on Instagram. Uh, Search for something similar on Facebook at the Great Equalizer podcast and you'll find us. And, uh, Go to our website, com and uh, you can find all of our old episodes there as well as all of our blog posts. And please sign up for our newsletter and send us an email.
1: Just drop us a line and tell us what you think of what we're doing, whether it's shit or great or... Something you want to hear. Yes, yeah, something you want to hear. Or oh, if you think we're a bunch of idiots, we'd be keen to hear your opinion. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> okay, that's it for this week, Charlene. Happy New Year. And to you too,
0: Sam. Until next time. Keep, keep your, your mom, mom game, game strong. strong.
1: For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little bit more personal, please email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.